Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your host Ayla Hadi, Allison Weaver, and Johnny Pinea. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. So nice, good. man. Very nice one, Alison. Nice, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I'm glad it hit. That's good. We will wow. see if I can keep finding gems. That's my goal. You are. I'm on a little challenge because I know a lot of music from different places around the world. And so I'm. this is part of my personal challenge. So thank you for being here as I complete my personal challenge, my bucket yeah. list. <laughs> so now we you go know, to were talking about dance styles in Russia. You were saying, and, and it's so true that the majority of when you see Russian authentic, let's say, regionals, the regional dances are amazing. Vibes, you know, yeah, but all the re- that they're fantastic, but it's all bomb vibes. I mean, Russians are very passionate and like hey, having a good time with this. You know what I mean? We love what we're doing, and uh, we love like jumping up and down on our one finger. It's great, and you know. It's, <laughs> But that's when I did this kind of world. It, it always represents anything that they try to represent a culture with when you know in their own uh folk dances, let's call it that. Although folk, I find a bit derogatory, but uh, it's it's very bomb vivant. It's very like, look how happy we are. Hans and Gretel is here, and we're going to do this uh, happy on our toes. You know, that kind of like lovely, they well, always the, give that They vibe. dance Hansel and Whereas, Gretel pretty yeah, more, you, much more happy than other cultures. He has a different, uh, you know, taste and flavor to, to any of that. You know, but in My these mom. times, in these times that have occurred so quickly, that it. sort of actual, it becomes a, almost like a, oh, an honesty. Uh, you know, it, it becomes a real, like, down to earth honesty, you know, yeah. of like let's stop all the, the small talk. Here it is now. Let's okay? just go for this it. This is yeah. the way it goes down. Uh, this, this is what's going down. This is who we are. All right. This is how we feel. Okay. Good. Yeah. We will love you passionately, but cross me, I will cut you to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is with you have a very honest culture because they will not they will not give you a face. They will not just put on a face for the group. It's a very <laughs> It's a very family oriented and also very individual culture. And my father was there uh, before I was born, but so I always had a good, yeah. this a good understanding of that culture thanks to him because he is fluent in several languages. I'm very indebted to him for this, for for my understanding of Russian culture. Um, and I'm thinking of like you know when you read Pushkin or another other ones, you feel just very big very big vulnerability that they have in all of their art and literature. And uh, it's like people are really wrestling with uh, what, what is their identity or their, their, their family or their coach, their background and, and what, how they became the person that they are. And so I think that's very, uh, very visible in all the art forms and literature in, in Russia. There's so much beauty in, in every in every space of the world. And that's part of the reason why we're doing this project. So um, what I would... You you touched on a point, if I may. Yeah, yeah, You you touched on on the one point of how much that Russia has sparked within art. You know, if you... Oh, my gosh, yes. All the Inskis. Think about all the Inskis that are involved 
in all the different, like, you know, sort of disciplines, you know, you get, you get like, you know, Solzhenitsyn, you get like, uh, yes, uh, you uh-huh. get this guy, that guy. These are like kind of the guys who wrote the Bible sort of thing, you know, Pretty it's much. like, that is, I mean, you know, you, you, Solzhenitsyn, you want to talk about literature, let's go there, you know, Solzhenitsyn, you want to talk about like, get down, you know, that's, you know, uh, you want to, these, the, an amazing, what a, what a, what a gem of 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 humanity. Yeah. It's like a lot of gems that people can explore. So it's such a vast country filled with so many different um, you know, ethnic groups and you know, it spans such a large landmass. So I think that people just get one singular idea of Yeah, Russia, they only think but... it's St. Petersburg and Moscow. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe There's so Sochi. much more to it than that. <laughs> it's very interesting because I come from a country where patriotism is, is very thin on the ground, you know. And um, where you have a place like that where it's beyond being patriotic, it's, it's like if, if there's no Russia, then the Russians just don't want to be there. They just don't want to be in this world. That's the way it is. If, if there's no Russia, a Russian doesn't want to be in this world. That's the way it is. <laughs> I mean, to have that kind of, uh, uh, that's not even patriotism. That's just down to, that's down to love. That's the absolute passion for the earth. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. The deep love they have for it, for them, for their land, in spite of all the things that happen to them over time. It's incredible. I've they suffered. I've always said, I've said it. No one has suffered like the Russian. Never mind the cold. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, I imagine you know, the people that live near Siberia anyway. Yeah. And all the guys, <laughs> all the so guys cold. like have bears, you know. Every guy there has a bear, you know. Russians and bears, they love their bears, you know. You know, oh, Johnny, how you are great. Oh, very good. Ah, you must see Bruno. Ah, he's sitting on couch. Right? a big grizzly bear. You he's know a mean? big bear or something. Oh, a bear, you know what I mean? It's like unbelievable. So there's a lot of people that have bears. It's true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. Not everybody, though. Um, so let's move to the next part, which, of course, is the news section. So... Aya, what have you found for this episode's news? It's actually a pretty interesting um, development, I guess. Um, And when this popped up for me, I was kind of struck by the fact that it's something that I've already been exposed to but never really fully articulated uh, and voiced. Yeah. And it's like a fairly new term, but it, I came, I stumbled across this New York times article talking about the trailerization of music. Um, And Ah. it is a new term. (laughs) It's a relatively new term. Um, And they did talk about different composers, but I think that they really focused on one named David James Rosen. And they talked about kind of the history of trailer music and how it sort of progressed throughout the decades, Um, starting with um, like an upcoming movie release. We'll use music from another movie 
in their trailer, right? Unconnected. Oh, I unconnected know what you, yes, yes. Yeah. They, they actually did that, I believe, with the Two Towers movie in the early 2000s. They used Hans, um, Hans Zimmer's uh, Requiem for a Dream mm. soundtrack in one of their trailers. Uh, so the, I do actually remember this happening. Um, and then they kind of moved a little bit towards, I guess, like creating uh. unique um, one-offs for the trailers. But now it's kind of taking beloved songs that already exist within pop culture and just our general knowledge um and they make either subtle shifts to that track so that the average listener can't even tell the difference between the original song and the trailer version of that song um and then some will even take it a step further and like create like more obvious tweaks so that people tend to associate that version of the song with the movie which is really clever marketing um choice on their part so with david james rosen if anybody has been really plugged into Mm. pop culture hollywood shows in the past year you're definitely familiar with his work um i think especially like if you've been on social media uh we all saw how uh running up the hill by uh which kind of just took everybody Uh, by storm running up the hill just came (laughs) yeah (laughs) it took up this huge space and you know, it's kind of a also like mainly due to Stranger Things. But if you remember with Stranger Things, they did divided the season four into two volumes, right? So he, this is David, he took the song Running Up the Hill for volume two and made it really moody, added some synth to it, um, you know, just uh, really gave it its own flair for the trailer for volume two. And they didn't give him like scenes from what I understood. It's like they gave him a general description of the vibe of the show um, and just like general information. And from that, he created the music for these trailers. He even, I believe, created the music for the trailer for volume one. Um, But he didn't just do the stranger things trailer music he also did the teaser trailer for black panther wakanda forever and his music choice for that trailer was a um nigerian singer's cover of no woman no cry uh, yes yes uh yeah yeah um and it was beautiful like i went and looked at the trailer after reading this article with fresh eyes just to kind of see how the music choice of david fit with the visuals and the storytelling of that trailer and there was something so soft but strong about the musical arrangements and the song choice and the singer who sing the song and kind of dealing with femininity and woman power um it was all feeding off of each other it was very well done in my opinion and see this is another thing like i watch these trailers 
and it kind of sticks in my brain but I don't know exactly why even though it's not a movie for instance that I really enjoy I don't like horror movies I don't like scary movies but there is this one movie that's coming out named Megan it's like I think about a scary doll and I remember watching the trailer and being intrigued even though like I said I get terrified of these movies and uh, this goes into the, the trailer psychology music. of music yeah <laughs> yeah Are you he, ready, Johnny? he did <laughs> this really creepy rendition of Taylor Swift's it's nice to have a friend it was well done but it was off-putting like you just felt like the hair's on mm. the on the back of your spine to sort of stand up um so also I think the room tone really... in that trailer is insane they probably recorded it in some like graveyard or something probably it was like well done you know it was just really strange reading this article i'm like i know that trailer i know that trailer like th this trailer left an impression on me and now i know part of the reason why and the work that went into it. So I thought that this was um, an interesting article kind of articulating um, trends that people probably haven't particularly noticed um, in a very obvious way. Um, and I look forward to seeing more about this trailerization of music as the whole article was talking about. I think that's incredibly beautiful what you picked up on there because mm. it is the, the state of everything at the moment. It started, um, and literally I picked it up um, immediately around um, uh, just before COVID. It was like 2019, 2019, where, where I started seeing this, it's what I call a mashup. Yeah. Um, kind of direction. In other words, it, it becomes a song unto itself. It becomes a dance unto itself, taking from all known entities, things that are familiar to people, a rhythm, a thing, and that. And you mix it together in an elegant way that it all becomes one that it seems like it always should have been and was. Um, and and that, 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 whether it's a composer, whether it's Hauser, whether it's, a, you know, to tell us about whoever it is, you know, that is bringing some kind of a form in that is emerging, that emerges always from the environment, you know, mm -hmm. as I say. It is what the person, like you you're talking about, Rosen, it's what he's listening to at that moment in time. It's what he is feeling at that moment in time. It's, I, I don't believe anybody can intentionally just go, oh, well, I think I'm going to go to, like, Ghana, you know, walk the jungles and find the music. It's like, it's what you are in at that moment, which is the reflection of what is everything in that moment within this experience of life, uh, brought into the music, into the dance, into the culture, into the, the film, into the, and the, as you put it up there, it is a very fine, fine art, uh, which has been, I mean, America got that thing going from, from after First World War, how to like really target an audience and get their attention. And it's, it's, I always say that, you know, it's, it's, it's like you've got to find, if you can find just the one thing that the people relate to and play it to them, if they can just catch it three times. Yeah, three that's times it. Yep. Three times is enough for it's in bed, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, uh, this is what you, you're mentioning here. It's like, yeah, we are, we are now free and open enough. And, and, and it's not an ego issue. It's not anything. 
It is actually an embracing. You know, there's a lot of that happening at the moment. Uh, within the, the, the cultures, people are just desiring to embrace, uh, you know, everything else. And, 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 and from that, because nothing, nothing is new. We all know this. There's no such thing as anything being original either. Uh, it's, it's, it's all coming from different things. And, but embracing that uh, is, is, is I haven't seen before because otherwise you have where we kind of like personal opinion, so take what it is, uh, that we have a sort of a, otherwise a, a mush of music. It is all seeming on the one line, um, you know, and it somehow becomes popular because people hear it enough and some people like it and it goes with the vibe. So the individual music, the music that speaks to you, the music that is now coming out of that, that you could call these, that, that is the music from the 2020s. Yeah, that is yeah. The, the whatever from the 2020s. No, no, it's different. Personally, I think rock is dead, right? Let's put that out there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, there we go. No, 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 it's nothing. It's, it's evolving, maybe. I don't know. But as we know, it's, yeah, there is a different flavor. And, and the only way is, like you say, it's trailer, they're calling it. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's, it's a kind of a mashup. Yeah, it's, it's the joining of all. It comes closer and closer to what one would call that whole like one world, you know. Um, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> one world culture has never been uh, more prevalent than now. You know, just purely, just purely because of the commonality of all of our experiences at the moment in certain things. Um, yeah. We've all experienced certain things uh, at one time together, so. That brought a lot, of course, technology. Uh, all these things are part of now what is going to bring, like, would have been the environment of, say, like we were talking earlier about that, about the tango and how the, the environment they were dancing in dictated. So exact same thing to the music, you know, uh, and, and the rest of it. To us, it might feel like it's a slightly confused thing and a confused thing. No, it's not. It is not confused. It's in birth. It's in birth. It's in an expression. It's, it's within the, the freedoms of expression and birth to venture forth into what is not necessarily popular. You don't mm -hmm. go, you know, a lot, I'm seeing a lot of things where things are venturing forth from the known, the, uh, the, the known popular sort of thing you know oh you know you'll get it right with like if you play kids you know, with this algorithm you know, abc yeah the guys are like saying forget about the popular let's make the popular mm. and that is essential it really is it's 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 so it's so important you know for all of us for every age for expression for for, for but the, the fact that it's become such a unified sort of thing like as you say like we are taking from all over and people are cool they're very mm. cool. And I've noticed with music that you know, I, I prefer to make my own as rubbish as it is. But it's much better is, to make it. Asking others to like, you know, uh, you, you know, really it's hard. But yet, when I have reached out to certain people and said, this, by all means, go straight ahead, just give me a credit. You know, that's all. It would be lovely. Uh, uh, that's where we are. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. I want to maybe talk a little bit about the psychoacoustics. Because this has everything yeah. to do with it. Um, yeah. Psychoacoustics has a lot of different elements. Like, for example, 
filters and thresholds of sound and you know tonalities and then you know sometimes you can make a sound more abstract or more bright or or uh there's always like a threshold of pain as well right and so what they're mm -hmm. doing now which is insane of course because you know of course certain sound will release certain things in your brain like dopamine or whatever right and it can yeah. be almost as addicting as crack or more so of course how we process the pitch of something whether it's more like a or like look it just can totally release a certain emotion or association right yeah. And then if you have like, you know, the the idea of like, you know, absolute pitch or how we process rhythm or what kind of rhythm means mm. to us. So, for example, if you have a one, two, three, four, five, six, da, 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 that's more like andante, right? And then you can just mimic whatever you want within the rhythm of something because we all I feel like life is almost like a dance or like music to me so and then the fact that the sound can affect the particles of your body is insane so mm -hmm. there's like that yes. dimension which is absolutely stunning and then if we take a look at like each culture has its response to music and then there's like this this whole thing about what makes the music hit the audience in a certain way and can that transcend cultures that's what they're looking at right now and so for me it's kind of like this like the the brain can be shaped by the music that you hear right so i'm very picky about the sounds that i allow into my sonic space and i think i want to talk a little bit about this if you will indulge me everyone um but the it's fascinating stuff this is fascinating now you're talking about what is everything frequency Right. So, for example, like, you know, there are lots of physical benefits of music, like it works on your lungs, can improve your sleep, it can reduce your tension, improve your posture, open your respiratory system, whatever. But in the same time, it can also break you down if you're listening mm -hmm. to the wrong kind of music. And yeah. And so for me, I am very, I'm very, very intentional, for example, about the power of words like we talked about before in another time, the power of lyrics, the power of tempo, the power of the room where you're in, for example, like if I would be completely silent right now and you would all be silent, we could hear the different room tones of your spaces, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. very obvious to anyone who does even a little bit of research into this. Yeah. But what, what hits me the most is how easy it is to manipulate someone through sound. Like, wow, I can change mm. your mood like this. So I'll just give you Absolutely. a case in point example. I was recording today, different beats, whatever. I'm just making, had a studio day. And I shared one of my older tracks with someone who was an acquaintance. And they were like, wow, now I feel a lot better about my day. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. But they just heard yeah. the tracks, which had a certain yeah. energy on it, I guess you could say, and a certain vibe and a certain moment, a certain feeling, and that changed their day. In the flip side, though, if I create a certain vibe, a certain sound, a certain, like, for example, I've done 
I hate doing shows on Halloween because it's cursed, but sometimes yeah. I will have to do it. And usually when I do a show on Halloween, someone gets injured. So I always tell the All client, right. please don't make me do it on Halloween. When they do, people yeah. get injured. So uh, it's, oh gosh. Or someone goes to the hospital, something happens. Yeah. It's, it's oh cursed. Gosh. It's like the, the show that must not oh, be yeah. made by oh, Shakespeare. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a spiritual place. It's it is. It's really place. supernatural. It's crazy. But um, so like even when I make horror tricks, I'll tell you what mm -hmm. I do. I'll put a room tone layer, which is the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. Like maybe something completely on the complete opposite end of the spectrum as a room tone mm -hmm. that you can't hear very well. And it makes the effect of that still work mm -hmm. but it creates a different kind of tension between the for the for the audience which is very uncomfortable for them but it also protects my crew it's weird to say that but it does and i'm not saying that it's like a karma or do something you know something but it's how the, the sound it's That's not karma darker, it's like how the sound doing. moves the then i'll always play very light and interact through it the system and afterwards. I don't it even just know. kind of it's cleans just, the equipment. If you level, will. I believe it's kind of bizarre mm -hmm. to say that, but it it just does. So like maybe I'll play Schubert through at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. And it really helps everyone calm down and um just come back to center or alignment, right? Now people may think I'm saying talking rubbish, but you can talk to my friend who's a brain surgeon and she'll tell you the same thing. It's it's like this 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 level of um, just it's a level of intimacy that we have with people because we can actually infect their whole sphere in some ways. I was just I'll just share one other anecdote. I was just uh, uh, looking at back at back at the history of um, the development of hip hop from the beginning till now. Just be, for my own interest, absolutely mm -hmm. fun topic. And it's not that old at all. It's really relatively quite new as a style, but just to see the amount of development that it's had over time as it goes through all the all the phases, especially of the United States and other countries, like they just going through phases. And so hip hop is going through all these phases. So just the same yeah. way, if I create music, I can even make you feel like something related to a certain phase that I'm feeling or a certain thing that someone else. And so the whole, the whole process of this to me, and I'm going to end this rant, but the process to me of this is stunning. It's a, it's a very humbling thing. If a sound designer or a sound person really, truly, really, truly believes this and gets it, they will be approaching the soundboard like holy water almost like it's a it's a sacred yeah. space because yeah. and i'm and i'm saying this from a very like just show business perspective you know how when someone gets on the soundboard it's a sacred space because you are changing right. the entire atmosphere of the whole venue or studio or wherever you are and if people take that seriously they can make something absolutely stunning but if they yeah. take it more from a selfish way, you can feel it on the vibe. You can feel it in the music. You can feel it in the output. You can feel it on like the flanger or whatever they're using, uh, you know, the whatever the band is using, right? But you can also feel it on the on what kind of effects, what kind of what kind of delays I'm using, what kind of gates and everything. So it's quite uh it's quite powerful. And what you're saying is true because they already know what is addictive 
to yes. the audience. So what do you mm -hmm. want? You bring some of that addictive stuff that the audience right. is really hooked on, and you try to get them hooked mm -hmm. onto your movie as well. Or Just a couple of like three notes, three or four, three or four notes that uh, are common to people. Like would be like you said just now. It immediately came in. Da 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 da. You know what I mean? Something yeah, yeah. that is within the culture. You just take little bits of that and pop that in. Also, it yeah. has to do with the quality of our sound at the moment and and the quality mm -hmm. of what we're hearing. But at the same time, every word you've said, Alison, not one word is esoteric. It is all pure science. All of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All of it yeah. is science, it's pure science. It is frequency. Yes, it does. It does alter. And but I always forget what is the magic. Uh, it's, I think it's 357 hertz or something yeah. like that. There's a magic hertz, you know what I mean? Yeah. And all that. I think These it's. Wait, all, wait a minute. The well, magic, yeah, I know the magic hertz. Hold on, let me it. remind myself. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. These things are, and I know mixing soundtracks. 432, 432 like, is like, the magic. 432. 432. Now, now, when you go, and you, any of these things, you know, what, what especially in film, it, it, you, you know, film is, ah, Sonderberg is my best. I love it. Because Sonderberg, when he, when he, like, edits the film, before he goes in there and, like, goes with picture, he listens to the soundtrack. Just the soundtrack. Yes, I only listen so to the soundtrack, too. He just too. wants to hear the soundtrack. Because if the soundtrack doesn't tell the story, he's got a problem. You see? Yeah. Because that's what it is. It's sound. It's sound. And you feel it, and you don't know it. Oh, but my God. Do. And this is why I hate when people don't pay attention to their sound and pay more attention to the picture. You yeah. see? Because picture, you can mess up. You can mess up with picture. You really can. But sound is the yeah. thing that carries. And, uh, you know, and, and I would say, yes, it, can, it is used manipulatively. Why not? But it's not manipulative in the sense of using it, uh, you know, uh, like you, you speak of like, 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 let's talk about like deep, dark metal and things like that. Deep, dark metal is so specific because it has never been explained because the people within deep, dark metal yeah. are a very close group of very, very insular yes. people who are usually and mostly loners and, 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 and antisocial and, and suffer from phobics. Yeah, it's the truth. It is the absolute truth. They're only, the, the place where they have expression to scream their souls is within the dark metal. Now, when you understand that, then dark metal becomes a little bit more understandable. And then you start dark understanding metal is still that hard the wails of the, of the lead singer, you can hear him like screaming the anger. And the lyrics, when you actually break them down and go in there, are very, very good very grief. Man. I mean, they're ancient. They're like sort of like very kind of gothic and, and, and very, very dramatically, you know, Count Dracula. Um, mm -hmm. uh, poetic, For very poetic lyrics, you know what I mean? Not all of them, yep. of course, but you know, generally speaking. Um, uh, but the, the, so, so you, it's it's within always within the culture of that 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 little place. But it's the sound is is vital. You know, I went through a period where I didn't. I I felt I didn't feel sound. I wasn't aware of it. I wasn't aware of it. Uh, my attention was elsewhere. And then suddenly the one day there was a shift in me that happened uh, and, and uh, you know, reincarnations of this life. And I remember sitting and listening and going to, turning to Rose and my wife and just saying, I'm feeling the music. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling, and she was looking at me like, yeah, so what? 
But <laughs> to me, it was like I could see again without even realizing that I was blind. Because suddenly I was actually feeling it in my, in my guava, you know, I was feeling it right there. And um, that, is, that is a divine thing. I mean, you know, the music, it's, it's, we call it music, but I mean, what are we born of? We are born of the sounds around us. We're born of everything, the rhythm, the rhythm of our mothers. You know, if you yeah. go back to flamenco, the rhythm of flamenco is the mother that will yeah. be doing a step. Yeah. In the womb, you're hearing this, you're coming out of that, you know, it's, it's, it's all rhythms that are happening in everything. There's a rhythm just in the desert. You stand in the desert. I tell you, mm. at night in the desert, the, the rhythm in the desert is a rhythm like no other. You know, that's true. It's, it's like it, it, it can actually, if you if you, if you allow it, it can drive you mad. But if you embrace it, if you embrace it. Oh, 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 man! Oh, electrifying! I would glow. I love listening to I would glow. Go ahead. I stand there glowing. We're just on a rant now. Get down. They're going to see us. (laughs) No, I love listening to you two talk about sound because you really drive the point that it's pretty much like a material object in this world, even though we don't really see it it that way. It's like that bridge between the spirit world and the material world, this sort of bridge. And and the way you talk about it as if it's like this living, breathing energy line. It's so fascinating. Well, it is everything. I mean, a table is just a a lower frequency, you see. A table is a Mm -hmm. lower frequency in order for it to be solid. Mm -hmm. The moment you raise the frequency, the more ethereal you become, the more, you know, the more, more, uh, you know, that's what it is. Scientifically, that's what it is. You know, henceforth, why very often you'll find like you'll find different kinds of therapies where people use like bowls, singing bowls, or bells, yeah. and things like that with the body. Certain sounds that respond to certain parts of the body. You know, you yeah. will find that different parts respond to certain parts of the body. Um, it's vibration. I want to yeah. also say that I don't think we can find many creatives in this world who don't believe in the supernatural element. I think if you oh, have, yeah. if you have a creative <laughs> that doesn't, I'm pretty sure they haven't been in the arts too long. Well, yep. you know, honestly, it's, 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 uh, for me, for anybody, I mean, it's nothing supernatural at all anymore, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's just that is what is natural. Actually. Yeah, it is. It's natural, opening yeah. your eyes to the natural and coming to the absolute understanding because people are discovering more that nothing we see is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is simply what we have thought it is. Uh, built it's up like of the a lot of you different levels. Things. Yeah, a lot of different it's levels of things. Does not begin, people accept us now. It's accepted now. It's become normal. Thank goodness. Natural. Yeah. This know, world is so somebody, wide. Yeah. 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 It's so wide. And, and, and yeah. I've seen so many Go things ahead. that are just inexplicable. So like before it was before when I would say, oh yeah, I believe in, you know, I guess what would be considered the supernatural. I believe that there are certain elements in this world that are inexplicable to people. Can I explain and people would yeah. give me a weird look. Yeah, I'm like, now I just say it with my whole chest. I'm like, yes, there's there's a lot in this world that we don't know. There's infinite possibilities, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. 
I mean, just take the one simple thing, like you're talking about this experience that we have in this peaking time in, in, in this, in this uh, you know, earth, as we call it. This thing we call life, or living, hopefully, if you are living. You know, life is one thing, living is another. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the vastness of it all. But, and, and I mean, intricacy, the, the, you can go, you can go on forever. Like, that's why I said it's a place of no question, because there are no answers. Um, in the vastness of it, it still remains disposable. Now, that blows me away. Everything is disposable. Mm. everything now what we are in at this moment talking to each other right this very second and we're not going to I'm not going to get into quantum liberation but what I'm trying to put is that within the moment just in that singularity of a moment where one can find that lovely place it's like when you jump out of the plane and there's just like you know there's a brief moment there where after you've jumped generally I would find it about three four five seconds after the jump, there's a same thing with diving. Sorry, that's my fault. So it's okay. It's coming to lunchtime. Um, it's like uh, there's a moment that happens. It's a moment of divinity underwater that happens the same, um, where you can't think of anything. Mm. Your mind becomes empty, and you enter the land of no question. You enter that land. There's no question. And in that moment, as you will see it in art, you will see it in performances, you'll see it. those are the most riveting places. When you're looking at the performers and you realize those performers are so in that moment that there is no question about anything. Mm-hmm. Within that is the piece of it. You see, that, uh, I know that's a little bit kind of wah-wah, but yeah, you know, that's what it is. So when you the, the, just that it's creatives, we're all and people are becoming... We have to tap into it as a creative person, for sure. Everybody has to we be won't creative go into now. That too much, we have so. a creative medium of life. It's a creative medium of life now. Mm-hmm. Our extensions, our, our evolution, it's creative. You know, the thing in our hand is creative. It's not, it's not a fun. <laughs> it's creative. So, I guess, yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. <sighs> No, I just found it beautiful. I found it beautiful because you know it's, it's like you got to hang on to the beautiful. You see, because mm. if you don't hang on to the beautiful, and if you want to go into the like you know the, the purely like uh, you know mandatory, uh, you know, <laughs> which usually doesn't even exist. There are certain things that we can speak about that people would say are ethereal, yet they do exist, and they are totally real and true yet people will so defend a thing like an ego or a judgment or, or a speculation mm-hmm. an imagination that will be embraced and held on to you know i'm sorry i get into that kind of space but what i'm why i'm bringing it back to where you were is exactly how so much is everything goes in the right way at the right time we are mm. doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing right now because they'll be doing it. <sighs> Otherwise, we'll be doing something else. We're not. We're doing this. So that's yeah. it. Yeah. It's a good transition, I think, to go into the next part, which is the question answers section. Um, but I, do you have anything else you wanted to say on the previous before we move on? No, I have. I'm like 
mentally chewing on everything that was discussed right now. <laughs> lots to lots to process. I have I have nothing more to say on the subject. Very fascinating. Awesome. Well, then we go to the question answers section here. So go ahead. You can ask your first question. Yes. Um, so when I was watching the video, obviously it is a different setting than your usual performances at like a concert hall. Um, it's a dance competition. And so immediately now when I watch this stuff, I kind of start to think about what goes into um, choices with lighting and sound to create this environment where people can really be immersed in the dance um, and how you guys even earlier in the show were talking about how um, it's almost like dancers are inviting the audience in, and the audience, uh, the people who are there to watch the competition are eagerly uh, trying to enter the space. So what are some things for, um, I guess people to consider when creating such a space when it comes to sound and lighting in a uh, space where I assume, because I am a layman, I assume is not built for that purpose. Like a stadium, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the, through the video, it just seems like a average sort of um, ballroom with like, laminate hardwood flooring so seeing all of that and then like accounting for um the the audience and the judges and just the layout um you know that was something that i was very curious about it's not a performance you see it's 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 very much what uh you got to work with the space that you get in a lot of things Mm -hmm. that was the space they got you can see that that was the space. Now, also, you light it as such because many things are going on there. It's not just you. Um, and, and then to bring lights in and hang lights there and then reprogram just for that. The judges then or whatever get like a little bit irky about it. They want to just see it. The judges, okay? are, yeah. <laughs> we want to see the thing and we want to be able to see the paper in front of us, please. You know? <laughs> You know, it's like that. So you can't get moody. I mean, you get on stage, you know, you you can, you can, your lighting, once again, is dictated by your music. And then, uh, you know, after you've like, you've got to your beats of your music and where you're different, like, you know, where your segues are and all the rest of it is of like how you set your basics. Then you can go to your performance, you see, and, and, and then you follow your performance and enhance whatever they're doing, you know, within that mood. Mm. No? That's for my take on it. Do you pick up on the energies of each couple or each group of dancers and sort of fine tune and adjust as you as you go? Yeah, absolutely. That's part of the planning process from my end anyway. Uh I do a lot with music and Uh, and also with with like um K-pop and hip-hop and R&B type dance people, um, especially young dancers who don't know what they want. Um, (laughs) So you have to, uh, if you have a professional dancer, they will tell you exactly what they want. Uh, Or the choreographer will tell you, um, depending on who's in charge, who's wearing the shoes of the leader. Um, But the, the younger dancers, they won't know exactly what they want, but they'll tell you a feeling or, or say, I want it to feel like this. 
And, but a more experienced dancer will say, I want this, 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 and this specific thing. Oh, yeah. And they'll plot it. They'll have someone plot it for you. Or you can plot it with them while you're discussing. So the designer, we usually um, work with the choreographer on this. In this case, I'm 100% sure that they had designer work with the different choreographers and or the dancers themselves, depending on how they applied to the competition. Um, as individuals or if they applied with the choreographer. So yeah, it's a very depends, it depends exactly on the song, the song, the dancer, the mood, the the space, uh, the venue, whether it's good or not for whatever, it really just varies. Yeah. Space always takes it for me. You know, it's like I walk in and you the space always just takes it. I go. I walk in and I look. But yeah, that's the basic. Yeah, you work uh-huh. in a pro area. You're a professional at what you do. See, you're highly skilled at what you. Do, you know? mm-hmm. um, whereas with the things that I've always done and do, is is I'm more in the kind of gypsy area. You know, you you take with you work with what you've got. You work with you what you get. What yeah. You get. I mean, even so if you're a professional, you still have yeah. to work with what you get. That's for sure. I mean, if I move in and there's we've got we've got guys there, we've got technicians, which are usually young guys, trainees, guys. Not 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 like I will always have the lighting design because usually Rose Rose is very good at like she knows what she wants, but she's been doing it for so long that she went off out like she was always operating on the solar capacity with a company or whatever. She would know exactly what she wants, so she goes in ba 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 ba. That's it. So, so that 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 is definitely I, I give to Rose. I don't even you know put my finger in there. It's like oh well. Um, uh, yet you'll ask me, but <clears throat> won't do it. Uh, um, you know anything I suggest, she will ask me. But but you know I, I know that I'm just suggesting for for air because <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah, she knows exactly. So but yes, she'll give the lighting design to the guy beforehand. You know, yeah, so they know, always get it ahead of time, and, and you have design. to program ahead of time. Um, yeah, I mean we'll yeah. talk through it. We'll talk through it, like when it comes to mood and things like that. You know, and concepts and ideas. You know, we'll talk through definitely, definitely. And 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 there have been times that depends on how much time you have. At least in my case. <laughs> One place uh, we did a number. It is like was a most difficult thing. Not time. No time to work things out. It was happening mm. like that. Yeah, twenty four hours. Very, oh my god. The yeah. number was very moody and all the rest of it. And then my suggestion was if you can just get two, uh, 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 you know, straightforward like you know what I mean spots, and don't put them from above. Put them from the side. You know, if you can do that and just get a little bit of smoke in it, a, 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 a tiny little bit, mm-hmm. even if you use powder or whatever, it doesn't matter. But then then, then your dancers work with those lights, mm. you see? Your moves are basically, but as they cross over within the lights, you can work with those lights and that will give it its gravitas and it's not too technical, you know? Just switch the two lights on, bands, switch it all, mm-hmm. yeah, base lights and go. Yeah. And it worked very well. You know, yeah, it doesn't matter how much how much lighting you have, as much yeah. as it matters who can see yeah. the space and who understands the space enough to light it well. Like I yeah. can use what five power lights and make something look really good, or yes. I can have a really high end system and you know yeah. all the little gadgets and make it look bad. I was just. Yeah talking to someone the other day about this like you can have a, a show that you spend a very small amount of money and it looks like you spend a lot of money on or you could have a show that you spend a lot of money on that looks like trash it depends on who <laughs> you have 
<laughs> Very much so. That would be so I'm... unfortunate. Well, it happens all you know, the time. It's, it's I have seen this all the time. You are oh such a professional. I know it, and I know that you know it so well. And nobody, the people, <sighs> even at this at this level that we're at, you know, that they don't grasp it. I don't yeah. know. It's yeah. almost like you have to like send a little like kind of art do tape beforehand. Yes. <laughs> to say, I'm sorry, I'm not dragging anybody down. I'm just saying that I I, don't, I never understand how. Maybe with with if it's a client that like doesn't deal. I mean, with, if it's like, corporate, I understand that you have to like walk thing. them through the it's whole like I do that. <laughs> Uh, Granted, it's a corporate event, and, and most of the guys that are putting the word in are like guys who invented the toothpaste. So it's, <laughs> it's not like kind of, yeah, you know. You know yeah, I don't corporate is different. I, I don't really, I don't worry about go, them. Oh, yeah, I know. Or oh, you know sound. Or oh, you are the G. It, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's like you have to prove yourself beforehand. It's like before <laughs> you have to say to them, and it's terrible. It's frustrating, and I know how frustrating it is. Mm. And one has to, but then again, that's why you are such a, you know, holistically, like, you know, together person. It is it's complicated because sometimes a client will think they know what they want, and they really don't really know what they want. So, like, if there's time oh. to, like, to show them ahead of time and say, this is what your idea looks like, and this is what it could look like, if you don't do that, then they can see it but like the problem that i face sometimes is that someone will tell me and especially here in asia not in japan thankfully they plan ahead but in some other countries in asia they will give you 48 hours notice that they want something done mm. on corporate mm. shows especially and it's just assumed that you're going to bring the whole dang rig in there and set up and do it in a very short time because what you they're like, oh, we just thought of this. Like, uh, put lights and you switch lights on. Just turn it what? on. Just turn it off. Cool. Like, <laughs> <What>? and I mean, <laughs> they think you, you just know? have to turn, like, bring it in and turn it uh, on. Turn the light on. <laughs> they, they, it's so hard. No. And then I'm like, you didn't even think of what your audience is going to get. It. Oh, don't worry. We'll just use this venue already done. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then oh, they, you're talking about the conference, yeah. Like conferences or like uh, sometimes people will try to bring in a show yep. last minute, you know what I mean? Like an artist or somebody. No, and no, then, no, it's always like that, yeah. And then you're like, oh, my dear Lord, you didn't even think through this. They're like, well, so-and-so just happens to be flying into God knows where. And, and would you would you just set this thing up? for? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we will be having the richest man in the world speaking for five minutes. Uh, right. I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you. Yes, he's going to be, you know, so so he, he does need to have, you know, be heard and, you know. And like, and oh, seen. and P.S., here's his rider that you didn't see until 24 hours ago. I make uh, sure that he has this wine from God knows where. You better find it somewhere. Is this the most difficult type of client to wrangle? Oh, yes, what is they're the terrible. Type Corporate. Corporate or divas. These are my two. These are my worst. So, okay. So I'll just walk through the corporate thing a little. Just no disrespect to anybody I've worked with. But they believe that they know everything and they have money to spend. So there are a lot of them that are perfectionists to like more than a producer in film or more than a director or more than a whatever. 
they are the biggest perfectionist on earth. And if this is something that they feel nervous about or unsure of themselves, or they want to make a splash, they want to make an impression, you just have the most exciting time of patience. You just have to have so much patience to deal with them because they're they're very on edge, especially these CEO types like that are really, yeah. really, really high up. They get really, really stressed before their event, even though they've done it like 50,000 times somehow. Mm -hmm. Like they get really stressed every time. And so then they start to try to control everything. And then that gives mm -hmm. any kind of technical person a heart attack, especially if they have a bad attitude about life. Then the other side of it is if you have a very big diva or diva who is like very full of themselves and needs a huge rider, like for example, how Eminem needs to have a certain kind of fish in his dressing room, okay, in the green room. Uh, like, why do you need a fish pond in the green room? Like, seriously, no offense to Eminem. I guess that's how he relaxes. But, you know, people's writers that go on and on and on and on and on and on for days. And I'm just like, really, do you really, really need all of these amenities right now? You're not going to even use half of them. That's the I'm kind of people that are very annoying. You know, Edison, I could use some amenities. Union, right? A lot of it has to do with union and performance. True, true. Um, uh, depending on the union, you know, because they have to go according to union. And union has like their little I do. portfolio I do know about they union. hand out. You know? <laughs> you know, Thankfully, union, union that, at least gives you like the, the they give you the folder at least. get a bad rap or you will think that performer is like being a real, like, you know, a little piece of something. Uh, but the performers caught up in, in what is they, you know. I know, but at least the union will the tell next, you like six months ahead of time. Hang on a second, there were Mars bars in the last one. Right. You know? I always have Mars bars. Why? Why? Right. Oh, you hate me. You don't think, oh, you, you don't respect me. Ah, all that. It's, you know what I mean? Yes. The frequencies. You were talking frequency. The frequency incorporates. That frequency comes at you like a hard rock. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I don't mean music. I mean like a hard rock because... That is intriguing. And they themselves always seem to me like they're, they're, they're one step away from the guillotine. You know? They are because like, they're so on edge. You know, the, the, in a minute, I mean, the CEO could die. be fired. Yeah, or That's die. That's what it is. Every yeah. second of the day is a live or die. You're trying to take the uncontrollable and control it uh, to the finest detail. Therefore, it becomes actually uh, quite insane where you can spend an entire afternoon over a single word whether that should be there or not. And 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 this can happen. This can happen. This can happen. And just a silly example, but as such, you know. Because to them it's it's more than anything, it is the whole brand. It is the brand that runs into like, I mean, it's not just them as like say that branch. It is the worldwide mm -hmm. branch. It is it is a family it is a known mm -hmm. it's a whatever. It's, it's, any, yes. any brand. It's a brand is a brand is a brand. You know? You gotta serve that master. So um And they do. They put their whole entire existence into of it. Course. It's feeding their families. That is the they they they've signed to that. They've they've completely and utterly dedicated themselves to that. It's the truth. And especially at a higher level, the you know, the Fortune five hundreds, it's even worse. It's more stress than oh. it's worth to do an event for them. So I tried to. Avoid it's like it, you've like, got a like, whole group of type A, jazzed up on caffeine type of energy, or other things. Oh, it's very, it's very, it's very, <laughs> very uh, 
It's, it's, it's an interesting energy, and it doesn't change, you know. And I've seen, I've seen it change culturally. I've gone into different cultural groups and, and things, but the energy and the, the approach is all exactly the same. Might be in a different language, but exactly the same. Yeah, the and whole the different kind of same. archetypes. You have archetypes, mm-hmm. you know, that, that form, which is natural. It's, it's not, it's not anything. It's just very observable because it is very kind of it comes, it comes in a very sort of. Um, very, very progressive nature. It's not. It's not a regressive environment. It's an environment of we are. It's you know what I mean? We can. Yeah. We can. We do. We do. You know. You move forward. It's very cutthroat. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on from that. Moving right along. <laughs> I don't want to insult, insult anyone, but uh, it is. It is what it is. But you can give one more. One more question. Then we'll. Out. Yeah. Okay. Um, with these live events and then, you know, going back to the competition aspect of it, where you're dealing with different um, groups of people, different attitudes, different personalities, um, and, you know, just the on go, uh, the go, go, go nature of the event. What are some unexpected uh, issues that might pop up? And what are some ways to sort of prepare for those? Uh, issues or problems that might pop up during the performance or the the competition space? That's an interesting question because there you're talking about like thinking on the fly, you know, thinking on your feet. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're in performance, you're talking about in performance, you see, I mean, when the show is going, if it's pre- Um, of course, then you can always deal with certain things. And, and I mean, one can make all sorts of, you know, uh, uh, faux pas. But uh, in performance, there's only one thing that exists. If there's more than anybody who's anywhere on that stage, anybody who has anything to do with that production, any at that moment in time, should be 100% focused on that one thing. Mm-hmm. So if something does happen that cannot be handled, by let's say the performer or, or, or whatever's the, the, the engineer. Um, uh, at that moment, you jump in and you back them up and you cover. You cover. These are always the best performances, of course, but it happens all the time. <laughs> yes. The point is, is that the audience never knows. The audience will never notice, I think. They'll yeah. never notice. If anything, it will actually push the whole thing up a notch because everybody suddenly becomes hyper-focused. And they feel like it's a terrible night. Right through the whole thing, it feels like a terrible night when in actual fact it was one of the best nights because you weren't thinking of anything else except, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, how are we going to make up those three seconds? How are we going to make up? Oh, it's a whole minute. Oh, my word, we're going to run three minutes over. Oh, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah, I think my most... Sometimes the best work comes through panic. Yeah, that's true. I think, I think covering. my most... I always see it as covering. I always see it as like when you're in there, it's like you soldiers in a, in a, in a foxhole, you know? Mm-hmm. And you watch that person's back all the time. And uh, hopefully they watch for you. And if you're in a good like sort of environment with professionals or opera, you do. You do, you do, you do. Yeah, generally so... I think the the most difficult environment is when you have tension between cast members or crew members in a relationship. 
Like if someone yeah. had a breakup or somebody's not feeling the other one, um, that really kind of can be difficult on the on the family aspect of your company. Uh, I say that the crew is like a family because you're spending most of the time there uh, with your crew family. Uh, same thing with the with the performers or whatever talents you have. So I think when someone is not connecting to to each other well, then that's the most probably the most challenging thing because you have to get keep everyone sane. Um, or if someone lost a family member or God knows what happened to somebody, like oh. it's, uh, this is the, oh. you know, this, oh. who knows what happened to them. The idea is that you have to be very conscious of them and you have to take care of them. And I think that's, that's the hardest part because we're all human. We all have our days and our, our, you know, whatever. And, and if something happens then you have to figure out how you can keep your show moving, but also take care of the people that are hurting. And I think that's the hardest thing. Yeah. So it is the true professionals, but also there's always the performance doctor. We know about that. It's just get them onto the stage for crying out loud. Once they're on the stage, then that kicks in, and oh, hello, there we go. Um, you know, like <laughs> yes, but say, sometimes the they can't like get there. That's the problem. You know, just ring the bell and I'm off, man. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yes. I mean, when tragedy uh, strikes and things like this, and um, uh, there's the, mm. what you can do and what you can do. You know, you do what you do. But you it's do always, I do love it because we live in a kind of environment of you think so quickly on your feet. Immediately. One is never consumed by the problem, always consumed by the solution. The solution, definitely. Yeah. Immediately, it's always solution based. Always. Yeah, because there's no other way to do it. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's true. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I think... had a whole set. I had a whole set full. I was alone. An entire full, full, full set, flats, full flats, big ones, heavy, right? All of them, domino. Oh, my God, something, no. Something went. I'm in the middle of a huge, long soliloquy, rubber, rubber, rubber. I can't even remember what it was. And I just remember all of them, and I could hear them behind me start going. And I just stood where I, where I was, oh exactly gosh. where I was. I just stood there and kept still and let them all just do their thing. And they literally fell. Uh, the fact that I wasn't creamed was amazing. They all felt exactly come boom, boom, boom around me with a baking eye. Racket like you can't believe, you know. And I just oh. around and stood there and waited. And then the dust settled. And I was still standing. Dusty. <laughs> and the audience went mad. They just they they thought that was going mad after that. <laughs> I didn't have to do anything. You know, I just had to move my hand and the guy was ah, clapping. <laughs> That's, that happens. Yeah. It happens. That's true. Well, I think this is a good place to wrap it for now. We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.